Hey, Block Party listeners. Today, we have a special episode for you today about ZK Rollups. ZK Rollups is a layer two scaling solution that allows us to leverage the security of the Ethereum network. Layer twos also allow for faster transactions, larger network throughput, and cheaper gas fees. Obviously, this is something you definitely want to pay attention to. We had a lot of fun making this episode, and we hope you enjoy listening. Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Welcome to today's very uh, holiday festive uh, episode of Block Party. How was your Thanksgiving, Z? Great, man. Spent some time with my family. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. I hope you guys had a good time with your friends and family as well. Yeah. And um, we wanted to get one of these episodes in before uh, you take your little trip down south. So uh, I wanted to actually get like a pretty detailed discussion that we've been talking about for a while now and why it's so important to the the ecosystem but let's yeah first L- set the stage. Been, it, there's been a lot of you know there's been a lot of youtube videos and stuff on uh on uh zk rollups and um you know just just a whole bunch of stuff on layer two basically right so we and we we did cover uh layer one scaling solutions in our previous podcast but um we mentioned layer two solutions but one of the ones that caught our eye and a lot of people are, are talking about is the uh the zk rollup so we decided to you know uh give you guys some uh information. more context yeah but before yeah. before before we even uh go down that route um let's let's for the listeners who are just joining in you know because we're getting new listeners every single day uh do you mind briefly just explaining what the difference is between layer one and layer two for people who may or may not know right. just in brief yeah super briefly and super simply stated layer one is the base layer right and layer two is you know the the highway layer right so if if we call let, let's use uh let's use the base layer as the road right but you want to get somewhere faster and you know more more transactions have to get somewhere faster than we we use a highway right and that's essentially layer two so there's a reason we can't scale uh layer one all the way as much as we'd like and the reason is because you know, layer, layer one solutions exist, and um, you guys probably heard of them, Ethereum 2.0 and, and the sharding solutions. But <clears throat> even with Ethereum 2.0 and the sharding solutions that they have in place, we're still going to need layer two solutions. And the reason for that is uh, essentially, you know, a- as the network, um, as the, the as the base layer increases, right, um, it's, its scalability, it also decreases the security of the network. And the reason for that is essentially nodes get more centralized and you need more specialized nodes to run the, the, the base layer. 
So you don't really want to compromise security just to scale a network. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason layer two um, is something that's been, you know, uh, getting a lot of attention, right? Because you want to be able to, you want to be able to scale the network. So the, essentially the benefits of a layer two would be faster transaction speeds, right? You can, you can drive faster on the highway than you can, um, you know, on a, on a basic road. Um, transaction throughput, which means th- there's more cars, there's more lanes allowed on, on the network, right? Instead of just, you know, one, a single lane road. And then also the gas fees, right? So it's also cheaper to conduct transactions on layer two than it is to conduct them on layer one. So and there's a couple of reasons for that, but that's so, the, you know, that's the gist of it. So let's touch, uh, let's touch a little bit about that because that's a, that's a legitimate problem right now with, uh, and I'm just going to use Ethereum since they're the largest and they're the most tested in the network uh, of all the networks right now. I mean, outside of Bitcoin, which is completely, uh, absolutely tested and has more computing power behind that network. But if we're comparing, and just to provide a little bit of uh, context for people who might be listening in, um, let's take regular payment transactions today using your credit card, like Visa, for example. Visa is able to handle 1,700 transactions per second, which basically adds up to 150 million transactions a day. You know, you don't really have to wait for a transaction to go through. Your transaction is usually verified by the banks. It's it's stamped and you're able to get your your bacon egg and cheese and head yeah, out the door. What's but, what's the number that you got? A thousand for seven hundred Visa and Mastercard. A thousand a thousand seven hundred for Visa, for just regular transactions. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I thought it would. I thought it would have been actually way more. You know, but that's, maybe I guess maybe a month. That I mean, that's that's the average. They do one hundred and fifty million transactions a day. So. That's that if you just derive that per second, that's a thousand seven hundred. But if you take that in comparison to Ethereum, Ethereum on average handles thirteen uh, transactions per second. Right. And on average, I, I heard fifteen, but either way, you know. That's, so so I did I did look it up real quick. Not that I don't trust you, Chris, but yeah, yeah. I uh do due diligence. It is seventeen hundred tracks and transactions per second. Although Visa claims a whopping twenty four thousand transactions per second. A widely debated figure. So maybe it's like one of those things where um, they they conduct seventeen hundred transactions per, uh, in in uh, you know live for real, and then um, you know twenty four thousand trans transactions per second is kind of like their sticker st- sticker uh, network throughput, which is you know has never actually been tested. Yeah, maybe they're they're probably no they're probably they're probably what it is probably they're they're this is what works. You know when our uh, when our network is optimal when it's perfect. We're doing twenty four thousand. When in reality, it's doing seventeen hundred. Which you know what? That you know what? Seventeen hundred's not bad. It gets everybody going from point A to point B. You know, like we don't really have a problem with Visa. But when you compare that to Ethereum, thirteen is that it wildly blows Ethereum out of its ability to do computations per second, which becomes more and more important as more decentralized applications and more you more uh, use case scenarios are built upon the ethereum blockchain ecosystem so- i would actually argue i would actually argue that um any type of evm or or i'm sorry any type of uh, you know world computer or ethereum type of uh, base layer will need way more throughput than visa or mastercard handles the reason being it's not only just going to handle daily uh, you know uh, payment transactions there's going to be a lot a lot of other transactions happening on the network um, besides payment so you know because it's a it's a world computer 
So it's and then, not just and then, paint. I mean, we're, we've been talking about gaming uh, ecosystems the entire day. Think about how many transactions go on there. Not just financially, like just data transactions that handle all types of data packets uh, right. that, need to be, that need to be verified by the blockchain. It's, it's going to be so massive. And then when major adoption starts coming, coming through, we're talking massive users like we're, Ethereum's struggling right now with 13 a second, and it's struggling. Or not struggling, it does the job, but it the, the con of that is that the gas prices we've been, I've been harking on about for like the last couple of episodes is just gas prices because of uh, how many transactions you can have per second and how many transactions are happening per day is so infinitesimally low compared to standard uh financial transactions that happen with visa and now get that increases gas prices which lowers mass adoption and you have all these apps coming online and i'm just going to use this for an example i remember when crypto kitties uh back in the day came out and it was a big thing it was like the first big nft movement that i personally heard about um that caused massive congestion on the network and made gas prices spike out exponentially something crazy that it was causing just massive slowdown for different apps not just not just crypto kitties the entire the entire like evm struggled under the weight of one application that became really popular it was causing slowdown of uh, confirmation of transactions elsewhere so you got to imagine that this is not just a gas problem this is a literal problem for the entire network that has to calculate all these different types of transactions Yes, uh, and and that, that's why that's why layer two solutions are, are so necessary, in my opinion, even if they get the layer one scaling in place. Again, like I mentioned, you don't want to sacrifice the security network. That's the reason a lot of people are, are bet betting on Ethereum, because, you know, the mass effect and, and the, just the security of the network. So layer two is definitely something that deserves a shout out. And specifically, we want to talk about ZK rollups today. So, so you know, so I, I mentioned do, some do, stuff. Do, yeah. do, Let's 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 paint the picture here, Z. Uh, there, I mean, right. there are multiple different solutions on layer two. Layer two is just the general term for uh, applications built on top of platforms, and a lot of these layer two solutions uh, aim to create uh, answers to the deficiencies that exist in layer one. Um, why is zero knowledge? Well, first off, what is zero knowledge? Uh, zk rollups or zero knowledge rollups and why is that so impressive? Why why is there so much focus right now on ZK ZK rollups? Right. So ZK stands for zero knowledge. Uh, so ZKP zero knowledge proofs. Um, it, it's you know it's not new. It's a form of cryptography that's been around since basically the eighties. And um, it's simply stated, it's just a method where one party can prove to another party that a given statement is true without conveying any information apart from the fact that the statement is indeed true. Now, um, if you guys want to look into it, I'm sure there's tons of resources online how this happens, but this is cryptography. So, we're, you know, like we're not going to get into the ins and outs of, of how uh, zero knowledge proofs works, but used in crypto, there's two ways. So they have uh, ZK snarks and ZK rollups. ZK snarks, ZK snarks has to do with privacy of a network, right? So it's a zero knowledge proof that allows for privacy. ZK rollups, on the other hand, handle scaling, which is what we're uh, concerned about, right? Because again, the, 
the issues with the, the Ethereum network. So we, we mentioned a bunch of layer one protocols like Avalanche and Solana. Those are scaling the, the base layer, right? Mm-hmm. But what we want to scale is the layer two. And there's, you know, the reasons for this is like Chris mentioned, we haven't seen Solana or Avalanche have the, you know, the network mass effect, the, the, the amount of users and transactions that Ethereum's done. So they're not battle tested. However, a lot of pe- a lot of critics have said if they did have that type of traffic, they would experience the same uh, congestion issues that Ethereum has. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, layer two is definitely something that we got to focus on um, since, you know, people do want to capitalize on the security of the Ethereum network. So um, benefits, again, are the transaction speed, right? You want quick transactions. You don't want to wait, you know, 10, 20 minutes for a transaction to go through. You want to be able to conduct a lot of transactions on the network and you want them to be as cheap as possible, right? Okay. And, and as a result, one of the most popular ones is ZK rollups. So if we mention... I use that uh, highway and road example, right? And one of the, like a really good example I heard for uh, ZK rollups is essentially, let's say all those cars carry one passenger on the highway, right? There's a bunch of transactions going. One is uh, a transaction for Uniswap. One is a transaction on on some NFT chain. Another is, um, you know, an Avalanche transaction or, or, uh, I'm sorry, an Ethereum transaction. Just a bunch of different transactions, a payment, you know, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what ZK Ropes is able to do is instead of, you know, each single passenger in one car, um, you have you can take a plane. So you put each individual passenger in a plane. And since they're in a plane, they get to the place faster and cheaper because the, pri- the the fixed price of that of that plane ticket is split amongst all those transactions. So. Let's say you could split 100 or you could put 100 or aggregate 100 transactions into that airplane, get them there faster, cheaper. Um, you know, we have essentially what ZK rollups is, right? It aggregates data on chain, takes it off chain, handle, does its thing, and then brings it back on chain. So it does this, you know, um, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not, you know, I'm not a blockchain engineer, but this essentially allows for scaling. Right. Um, an additional benefit, again, I mentioned on-chain, off-chain. Uh, an additional benefit of ZK rollups is it happens off-chain. So that magic happens off-chain. So the only cost associated is is taking the aggregated data off-chain and bringing it back. But once you're off-chain, there's an unlimited amount of free transactions that happen off off-chain, and um, it can be sent. Uh, you know, it, it could be compiled or or uh, compiled at the end of the month, for example. And then all those transactions can be settled on chain at the end of that month. So there, there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of benefits to zk rollups, right? So so if I'm understanding correctly, and I've done my research in this, but if if I were to paint this picture of the thirteen transact or the thirteen transactions per second that we were speaking about before on Ethereum's layer, uh, any one of those given transactions could be a zk rollup that would take a bunch of transactions and make it so that instead of 13 transactions, you could have, uh, I don't know, 100 transactions act as one transaction? Exactly. So imagine everyone in their individual car, they get out, they get on the plane, and they go to the same place. Because they're all headed to the same place, right? The highway goes to the same place. But the ZK rollup is able to get them all there together faster for cheaper because they split the cost of, of that, uh, you know, that transaction. 
and then they're able to you know get off the plane and go go to their individual complete their individual uh transaction right their their uh, original incentive so, so so when they're they're bundled up um is it and I this is a part that I'm I personally have confusion about. Uh, maybe you can illuminate this for me. And I'm sorry if this is a, a a higher level question, but so does the chain itself, uh, like Ethereum, validate each one of those transactions at another time, or is the validation already happening off chain? Right. So you're talking about the validation. So it it doesn't get it doesn't get validated off chain. It it still gets validated on chain. Okay. Um. There, there's actually so you're, you're talking about like how do you know this happened like how, how does yeah. it validate ba basically uh so i i did learn this uh you know i just i forgot but that's a good question and it doesn't happen often i forget i forget how the explanation goes but maybe i might be able to put it in the in the notes or something next time but no that's a great question so yeah. um it, I, I it's validated just... on the actual network and and so on, on chain sorry on chain and so and so the bundling the bundling is happening off chain and it can be done quintessentially a a a x amount of time that there's no ceiling on how many bundle I'm wondering if there's how many bundles you could put into the uh into a specific rollup cuz I know the prob or the solution that ZK rollups addresses is that there doesn't need to be any effective changes to I, I think it's somewhere like upwards of th thousands of transactions per second so like two to, to like some, some you know like I don't know exactly how much but it, it the the numbers going around are like two thousand plus uh, transactions per second. So putting it on par with Visa, yeah, it's definitely a sizable amount for sure. Okay. And okay, so why why is this important? I think this is the the most important question. Like, why is this important? Yeah. So I think the reason this is so so important is because all those uh, layer ones that we talked about previously. They might be out of a job if Ethereum is able to pull this off, right? Because not only do you have the security of the Ethereum network, which everyone loves, but you're also able to get all the benefits of those, like, uh, you know, new layer ones. So super fast uh, transactions, cheap, imagine cheap gas prices. You know, now you, you know, Ethereum's back in the running, essentially. And I think this is why it's really, really uh, imperative to pay attention to those layer two solutions that are working to scale that, that Ethereum network. And I know you you mentioned some of them, right? Like Loopring and uh, Plasma Chain. So some of them are using ZK rollups. Some of them are using optimistic rollups. Uh, optimistic rollups are a little slower than um, than ZK rollups, but they confer other benefits that uh, ZK rollups don't. So, you know, there, there's, and, and we could cover optimistic rollups in a different, uh, in a different podcast, but it's just, you know, it just, I think, I personally think that layer two is definitely going to change the Ethereum network for the better, right? Yeah. I mean, I obviously, every, I, I'm, while I, some may have described me as a Solana simp, as somebody who's really pushing that network, the only reason I really push it is because it addresses the existing problems of gas fees and transaction speeds that happen on Ethereum. But if they're able to uh obviously address it using zk rollups and sharding which is something that vitalik's been teasing for a while now with ethereum 2.0 rollout uh ethereum might just be the it might just be the pc to everybody else's mac you know exactly well what, what do you what do you what do you personally believe do you think that like once ethereum scales with layer two um 
that we would even have a need for these la other layer ones? I mean, everything does its own thing. You know, certain chains are obviously built with certain existing like solutions in mind to address maybe smaller problems or more specialized problems. So there's always going to be a market for these places, but the major address are the major problems that these solutions can't find on ethereum will ultimately be ironed out like if we're really considering it right now we're at like the windows 95 version of blockchain across the board i mean some are now closer to windows xp but if we're talking in this analogy that ethereum is windows it's not that far off from getting its 2.0 and i just remembered sorry chris i just remembered why the difference between ZK rollups and optimistic rollups. So basically, ZK rollups, while faster, they, they are a little bit harder. Um, they, they don't provide like a clear cut path, essentially, to uh, transfer data or smart contracts to layer two, right? So okay. remember, we're taking data from layer one to layer two, doing, the, doing, doing its thing, and then sending it back to layer one, right? To validate the transaction, to complete that transaction. So um, ZK rollups, while yes, faster, um, it, this, this is uh, ZK rollups versus optimistic rollups, right? Yeah. So ZK rollups uh, are, are definitely faster, but they don't provide an easy way to, to transfer that contract, that smart contract data versus optimistic rollups. While slower, um, they are EVM compatible. So um, Ethereum virtual machine compatible, and they run some sort of a some sort of uh, code called the OVM, which allows for, you know, it's basically contract, smart contract compatible. So this is really important simply because there's already, um, in order for, to migrate smart contracts, you know, you, they have to be EVM, EVM compatible. Mm -hmm. And this allows Optimistics rollups for executing the exact same smart contracts, right? And the, re the reason this is important is, is because a lot of those smart contracts already battle tested. Um, and, and you want that, you want that battle tested smart contracts. Yeah. You don't um, want to lose a million dollars on a transaction yeah, yeah. if it got bundled in correctly. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that this is really important for DeFi. So that those are the, the, the those are, you know, the, uh, I guess it could, there could be a combination, you know, uh, of layers of layer twos, sorry, running on the Ethereum virtual network, depending on what you want to do. But that's essentially the difference between ZK rollups and optimistic rollups. And I'm sure there's other uh you know layer two scaling solutions i've heard of plasma channels you know side chains so sharding i think sharding well sharding is a, is a layer one scaling solution but i do think that um and sharding is pretty 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 interesting too i mean we we you know we could talk about we could drop an episode on all these maybe we should have dropped like a like a massive layer two a, maybe we should just drop a massive uh scaling podcast you know like all the different scaling pockets. Maybe actually that that might be that might be a, a good, good idea. idea. That's a great idea. Let's let's yeah. write that down in the notes later on. But before we end this yeah, yeah. uh podcast, before we end this episode, um, I wanted to ask you uh because you before we got on, you we we always just to full transparency, we write a whole bunch of notes. We write down different ideas and different questions. And there was a transparency. Absolutely trash at taking notes. I never <laughs> took notes in my life, but. There was, a, there was a there was a there was a question there was a there was a a scenario you brought up that I thought was really interesting. I don't know if there's an answer or not to this, but you proposed that what happens to these networks because these networks are supposed to solve computing 
uh, on a global scale. And we haven't seen adoption of these applications and these products outside of the couple millions. Uh, what happens when these really scale up that that it becomes so commonplace that blockchain hits its billionth user like it touches a billion different inputs and outputs just daily do you think zk rollups will be able to address that or do you think uh that i mean obviously zk rollups are a great solution for the interim to next five maybe even 10 years but people are assuming that this is an inevitability that blockchain is going to hit that billionth user, you know? What do you right. think happens? My money's on the engineers, and I think, you know, they're, they're solving problems as they, as they come, right? So I, I personally think we're in the floppy disk era of Web3.0. You know? So, you mm -hmm. know, um, the technology that we have right now, ZK rollups, optimistic rollups, sharding, etc. We're going to look back maybe in 10 years, and we're going to be like, Wow, that's funny. You know, but right now this is the this is the requirements. These are the requirements that we need to run the network effectively. So I wouldn't really worry about the billionth user, you know, because we're um we're we're getting there, you know, but we'll get there in a minute. So Fair. it's uh yeah. Fair. It's definitely some it's definitely something to think about long term. I mean those are those are the futurist questions. Right? Yeah. And uh engineers I, I doubt engineers are, you know, trying to solve this problem by, you know, c creating like the, the you know the not the simplest but the you know the they, they want to do as much as they can right not as little as they can so it's not just like they're they're giving a zk rollups because you know it's it's not the best they can do or it's the best they can do you know yeah that makes sense it's a it's a very very useful band-aid i wouldn't even say band-aid it's it's a really useful surgery right now um yeah but yeah. you know yeah. code, is, code is code is a living thing so Absolutely. And hey, as it gets more decentralized, there are going to be more opportunities for people to iterate and improve, obviously. Iterate, improve, evolve, adapt, survive. Um, but yeah, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with me about uh, ZK Rollups. And I know there are a bunch of people out there who uh, don't really thank understand you the concept. For taking the time to talk to me. Hey, we get better classes in session and we're learning from one another. And as always, we always recommend our listeners to do their own due diligence, look up this stuff. It's really interesting stuff, guys. Seriously. Yeah, and if, if we said something wrong or we, you know, we just let us know. You guys don't know what you're talking about so we can improve. Yeah, look, we're always down for the feedback. We're always trying to get better personally. And we're always just trying to spread the knowledge that we have to people who might be listening around the world. So thank you once again, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Happy holidays, everybody. This was the ZK Rollups episode of Block Party. This episode was brought to you by Zika Bor and myself, Chris Wong. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Me Chris Wong and at Z Trapamoto. As always, we recommend our listeners do their due diligence and conduct their own research to stay as informed as possible. Make sure to like and follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts and give us all the feedback and any news you would like us to check out. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace. Thank you.